After just five months, the Biden administration is already a complete and total catastrophe. <laughs> Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, God, I miss him. I do. He even, he even asked the crowd, do you miss me? Yes, we do. I hate everything. It's Monday. It's Sean on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm going to spend the next two hours telling you about all the stuff that I hate and that's upsetting me with a couple of jokes and yucks thrown in uh, in between uh, for good measure to bring balance to the force. Um, I, you know, I try to go off on uh, the thing that's upsetting me the most. And I, you know, I, I don't, I couldn't care less about the Olympics. I've never watched the Olympics. It doesn't interest me. Maybe if you could take it all the way back to the Greeks and they'd run around naked, it might be interesting. I don't know, with the odd tiger or, you know chasing them you know whatever but now well but then again there's a lot of olympiads you probably wouldn't want to see naked right point being I, i'm just not it's not something that's ever interested me and so i i don't give a crap about a hammer thrower <laughs> unless they throw in the hammer at me if you throw in a hammer at my ass i might care about it but if you're just somebody who throws hammers olympically then, uh, you know, whatever. You know, if that's your dream, it's great. Throw hammers. So we have a hammer thrower, Gwen Berry. And this just, it, it, again, it, it, it upset me because of what it represents, because this idea, this ethic is out there every single stinking day of our lives in this country right now. Gwen Berry is a black chick. I had to put that in there. Well, she is. She's African American. She's a black chick. And she's a hammer thrower. She also, you know, says she's an activist of some in some of some regard. And I, I don't know. Saturday they're doing the uh, trials, the Olympics, the U.S. Olympic track and field trials. What the hell does that mean? Does that mean they, like, if they show there, do they go to the big show? Do they go to the big Olympics? So what, I, I don't even know enough about it to 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 know what the hell's going on with these trials. But she came in third throwing a hammer. So she got the bronze. All right. She's the third. You know, she didn't win the gold. She didn't win the silver. She won the bronze. Right, Chris? So she didn't throw the damn hammer as well as the other two chicks who actually look like they can throw a hammer a, f a fair piece if you saw pictures of them. So it, it, it's, uh, it's Saturday. They're, they're being awarded their, their medals. Right. They're up there, and, uh, and, and oh, my God, the national anthem plays. Holy Jesus. The national anthem plays. And, uh, you know, since skin color determines everything, okay, the two hefty white chicks are just, you know, being respectful with their hearts crossed while the national anthem's playing. They're facing the flag. And Gwen Berry, you know, has an issue with the flag, with America. We're systemically racist. And so she starts pacing, you know, looking all pissed off. And eventually she pulls her shirt over her head. Because that's mature. Uh, you know, that, that'll get your point across. People will truly respect you for that. And then she she goes she goes off saying that it was all about the timing of the anthem was all about her. I feel like it was a setup and they did it on purpose. Gold and silver hammer throwers, Deanna Price and Brooke Anderson, again, face the flag with their hearts crossed. Uh, her her T-shirt said, activist athlete, like anybody cares. That's what she pulled over her head. 
She says that uh, the powers that be told her that the anthem was would be played before she took the podium. They said they were going to play it before we walked out, and they played it when we were out there. I don't really want to talk about the anthem because that's not important. The anthem doesn't speak for me. It never has. Mm, 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 mm. My purpose and my mission is bigger than sports. Oh, nobody would know who the hell you are if you weren't throwing the damn hammer. I'm here to represent those who died due to systemic racism. That's the important part. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm here today. And uh, the the spokes puke for the U.S. track and field folks said, well, no, she's lying. The national anthem was scheduled to play at 5.20 p.m. today. We didn't wait until the athletes were on the podium for the Hammer Throw Awards. <laughs> like they all sit around, you know, it's a, bunch of, it's a bunch of white guys, possibly former Hammer Throwers themselves. Hey, how do we piss off the black chick? <laughs> you know, like, like they actually sat around and made a, she's intimating that they made a conscious decision to play the national anthem right then and there to make her look bad. Now, sweetheart, you look bad because you didn't throw the damn hammer as well as the other two chicks. Okay? You got a bronze. Be happy. Holy crap. You know, I, this, I, and I, again, I, I don't care about the Olympics. It matters not. <laughs> I, I just, I don't care, man. If it ain't baseball efficient, old Sean don't care. But it's, re- it's it's indicative of where we are right now. You know, first off, what a childish act. What a childish display to pull your shirt over your head so you don't accidentally cast your gaze across the American flag that put your ass on that stage with the bronze medal. And this, oh, America is so horrible. Oh, I'm black. I got to let people know how horrible it is. Hey, you know, I, I, I am uh, an Olympiad and uh, I'm going to the Olympics, but man, I, I'm going for sucky America. You know, oh, God. It's so horrible to be me. Who's the other chick that wants to burn the flag? She wants to win a gold medal just so she can burn it, burn the flag. An alternate. An alternate. <laughs> well, probably won't even have a chance to win third. Oh, God. I, I just, I'm so, I'm so sick of people who are living really, really cool lives based upon being born in America or living in America, and yet they can't shut up about how awful it is. Holy crap, man. If, if America was so systemically racist, sweetheart, you wouldn't be uh, participating in the Olympics at all. Kamala Harris wouldn't be the pre- the vice, well, either or, president, vice president. Depends on the, on the day and, you know, what, when nap time is for Joe. Kamala. Kamala. Barack Obama never would have been the president. Really? Yeah, did systemic the 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 system just sort of stop being racist for the eight years you were in office? I just get so sick of it, man. So go throw your little hammer and your little tantrum. I still think the Olympics are boring, and so are you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Jim. Jim, how you doing? Good, man. Hey, man. Hey, uh, if she doesn't like wearing the American flag and representing this country, I got a solution for her. She can quit. She can take it all off. <laughs> Why? She can burn her uniform and quit. Uh, when I go to the circus, Sean, uh, and to watch clowns juggle and honk their clown horns, 
That's all I want to do. I just want to see them honk their clown horns and juggle. I don't care about the political opinion. I don't care if they're oppressed or abused or entitled or whatever they think right. they are. I don't care about any of that. I just want to watch them juggle their their balls. So yeah, shut up and throw your hammer and go away. <laughs> shut up, thanks, man. Shut up and throw your stupid hammer, man. Well, you know, again, it's just bad behavior, and it looks childish and self-obsessed. It's not a good look for anyone, you know, but I guess that's probably just my white privilege kicking in, right? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Where are we? Let's take one more. Here's Danny. Danny, how you doing? Uh, good morning, Sean. I, I tell you what, uh, I wouldn't want uh, somebody like that uh, representing me in the United States anyway, so... I don't know why they just don't kick off the Olympics. Well, again, and I appreciate the call, man. If you hate the damn country so much, don't go. Don't represent. Don't be representing. If this country sucks and you hate it, you hate it to the point to where you have to cover your own face so you won't accidentally cast your gaze on the American flag, then why the hell are you there, man? Sorry, I didn't mean to call you a man. I don't know if you are or you aren't. It's kind of hard to tell these days. Everybody's identifying. Well, she's identifying uh, as a moron over the weekend, and uh, uh, excellent display. Well done. You should be proud of yourself. Well done. little Nancy Pelosi clap there for you. 210-599-5555. I hate everything. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Is everybody having a good time? The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Later on, I'll tell you about my fishing trip. I went fishing for the first time. In, uh, in the great state of Texas. I'll tell you about my adventures a little later on. Right now we're talking about this hammer thrower, this hammer throwing weirdo at the Olympic uh, trials over the weekend who, she's a black chick and she wasn't up, you know, very happy about the national anthem being played and so she threw a fit and we're all kind of scratching our noggins going, well, if you hate the damn country that much, why are you representing this racist country in the Olympics? Let's go throw your damn hammer for somebody else. Why? Go throw your damn hammer for the communist Chinese or the Russian. Co- Go throw it for the communists. Well, seriously. But that's it. My, my, my voice gets high when I when I get upset. No, really. Here's Ted. Ted, how you doing, man? Hello, Sean. Hello, you know, Ted. I, I watched <laughs> a bunch of the Olympic trials this weekend. Why? Nothing else on? Uh, well, first of all, women's gymnastics, but you know what I'm saying. Um, mm. So, so I got to say that the cast of uh, of Hammer Throwers uh, reminded me of the cast of any world star hip hop Waffle House Melee video. <laughs> A what? A what video? A Waffle House what? The Waffle House Melee videos that are posted online. Oh. And I'm sorry, <laughs> hammer throwing. How smart is hammer throwing? I don't know. Is it actually a damn hammer that they throw? I don't even know. Oh, but so when you go watch, so I didn't see this kind of behavior anywhere else across the track and field, the gymnastics. 
only her. And I got it. She just got a problem, man. She's got a problem with systemic racism. And and to top it off, when they introduced all of the uh, the the teams, all of the the American uh, Olympic right. uh, gymnastics teams, uh, their their little onesies, their little warm up suits, <laughs> Maga Red, man. Maga Red, rock on! Thanks for the call, man. Maga Red. Here's Pete. Pete, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Listen, the hammer throw girl. You know, the only person incident I really tolerated in protesting like that was when Muhammad Ali threw his medal in the river. He wasn't against America. He was against America in Vietnam. Right. Different, right? There was something specific, right, attached to it. Yeah. So why did this girl even accept the medal? And I, know I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, and I appreciate the comment because I, I agree with you. I mean, I, th- th- that's what's odd to me. You know, well, it's like the people who, you know, in, in the entertainment world and in the Hollyweird and folks who make gajillions of dollars off American culture and, and the arts and what have you and entertainment and media. And they can't shut up again about how racist this country is and they're ashamed of their country. It's like, well, go. Why do you live here? Go, go live some. Life is too short to live in shame, man. Go someplace where you won't have to live in shame. And yet they never do. <laughs> they never do. They never do. They never leave. You ever uh like you ever have you go to a party and uh you know where there's that one person that's the first to arrive and the last to leave, but they just sit in the corner by themselves and they talk about what a crappy party it is and they can't you know, and I wish they didn't have to be there, you know what I mean? But they are. Chris just pointed at me. Yeah, I, I know about it because I was that guy. Oh, God, we're not going to play freaking Pictionary, are we? Oh, God, I hate this party. At least I'm going to leave with some beers in my pockets. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to get something out of it. Well, no, that was actually a good party. But if your party sucks, I, I back in the day, I would, you know, empty out your liquor cabinet fairly quickly while saying your party sucks. Um, 210-599-5555. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I had a, a, a good weekend. Uh, I went, uh, fishing with my, with my buddy, uh, Ron and Kathy and Kara. My wife get, didn't go. She gets seasick. She gets, she gets sick on, on boats and stuff. That's why she stays off the river. So I went fishing and I, man, I, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I love, I, well, you know this. I love Texas. I just love Texas because you know what? Everything is bigger in Texas. We were at, uh, what is it? Chris is a bra, um, Bron, Bron, now I gotta look it up. I can't remember the name of the lake. Bronick. Bronick. Bronick Lake. It's one of these cooling lakes or whatever that's attached to the, the power thing, thingy. And I, you know, I grew up on Chesapeake Bay and I'm used to catching perch, <laughs> sunfish. The biggest things we catch off Chesapeake Bay are, are, you know, flounder and rockfish, which are also called bluefish, which, could be a pretty sizable fish, but man, we went out of my buddy Manny's boat, and we ain't, we we didn't even get because he has all the rods kind of hanging out. He kind of you know he trolls in a sense with the with the rods hanging off the side of the boat, and then when one hits, who's ever up, you grab it, and you're, you're the one who has to reel it in. And and since I was a newbie, okay, I was up first. We hadn't even arrived at the place he wanted to be, and we got a strike on a rod. Sean, you're up, you know, and I get up there and I, and I just start cranking. 
and I see a redfish come up on the surface there, I'm like, holy crap. It's like three inches bigger than a damn dolphin, man. It's a huge freaking fish. Chris, it's a huge freaking fish. There goes my voice again. Yeah, I mean, Don, it's like you could put a saddle on it and ride it like a mermaid. You know what I mean? It's 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 what, a what kind of fish huge. Was it? It's well, they're called they call them redfish. Redfish, yeah. Okay. And you can tell because they have a black dot near the uh, t- tail. Right. I don't know why that makes them red, but they're redfish. And it was the most fun I've ever had reeling a fish in. It was so much fun. Because they're like, because I'm used to, you know, when you're catching little dinky things, you want to reel them in as quick as possible. Like, no, slow down. Right. Enjoy it. Slow down. Let it, don't, you know, let them come to you and enjoy it a little bit more. And, and, you know, because they fight like hell. Right. But it was a big damn fish. But the biggest one you ever caught? For me, and I've caught a lot of fish. That was the biggest fish I've ever caught. And of the fish we caught on Saturday, it was the smallest. <laughs> I think uh, Kathy got one that was as big as my leg. You know what I mean? It's this yeah. huge damn fish. And it was so much fun. And But, you know, my wife, I got home, and I wanted to fry him up. I wanted to, you know, because I, I got about three fillets. And I wanted to uh, uh, roll them in some egg and some breadcrumbs and, and, and fry, fry them up in a skillet. No Cajun, and my wife no Cajun didn't want spices or nothing like that. Just, I, maybe a little sp- Cajun, little a little, a little yeah, Cajun spice, a little lemon. Uh, and and my wife said, um, "That sounds dangerous." <laughs> what do you mean? We're not. I'm not taking a propane torch to it. I'm gonna. No, 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 no. She says it sounds dangerous because if you don't cook it well enough, you'll kill us both. And I'm like, baby, I don't want to fry up a fish, man. Right. So anyway, we went to Hellisco's and. I got her some tacos. Well, there you go. Fish is frozen in my freezer. So I've never really been fishing very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went with my grandfather a couple right. of times when I first went. Oh, I to love Maine fishing. Yeah, but he stopped taking me because I couldn't stop, you know, jumping in and swimming. <laughs> Don's always got to exercise. Yeah, I, I just stripped down, <laughs> stripped down in my tidy whities and I'm jumping in. Yeah, I was 11 years old. What I know. But then I somebody not, hooks you by accident, right? And, well, Reels you a, in by your tiny whinies. A friend of mine who was a commercial fisherman. <laughs> right. We all know how painful that can be. Right. <laughs> um, he, he calls me up one day. I was living in Belfast, Maine, which is right on the coast. Right. And he calls me up and says, you got to come over and, and see what I what I caught. He just got up the dock. I get down there. It was a shark. A shark? <laughs> wow. <laughs> by, by eight, nine feet. Damn. Yeah, man. You don't fool around. <laughs> wow. You want to watch me gut it? No. <laughs> well, there's always interesting things it, inside you, these sharks. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Start opening up sharks, and you don't, yeah, you don't know what's going to tumble out, Chiefy. Yeah, I found Jimmy Hoffa. Get that line going. I found right. Jimmy Hoffa in that last one. I sliced <laughs> open head him. rolls out. <laughs> you oh, never know God. what you're going to find, Chummy. Yeesh. Right. 210-599-5555. Do you like fishing? Anyway, uh, we'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 940. I'm Sean. This is a show, my show. I'm trannied out, man. I'm just. I'm, tra- I'm trannied out. Uh, I've got a breaking news. Uh, you heard Don Morgan reporting on this. Uh, the Supreme Court today has declined to take up the case of Gavin Grimm, who was a high school student. In Gloucester uh, County, Virginia, 
Virginia. Uh, born a chick. Started identifying as a dude in his uh, freshman year in high school, legally changing his name and beginning beard-growing hormone therapy. Wanted to start using the boys' bathrooms. Uh, the school said okay at first, but then said, no, we we got to limit the bathroom usage to, you know, your biological gender. It went to court. His lawyers got a court to agree that he was being treated differently or she was being treated differently. Uh, they s- declared it sexual discrimination. Uh, and then it, uh, it, that was disputed by the school board, uh, in Virginia. And then eventually the ACLU got involved and it went to the Supreme Court. And as of today, now they have decided not to, to take up this particular case, which means the lower court ruling stands, which means you, you can't tell a girl who is living like a dude that she can't use the dude's bathroom. This uh, on the heels of a new streaming show, which <laughs> which is uh, uh, going to replace. You know, they're going to they're bringing back old sitcoms from the seventies and eighties and sixties. They're going to do a gay Brady bunch with a bunch of drag queens. And I'm just I'm gayed out. I'm trannied out. I'm just you know, I don't know. Have you gotten to that point? Where and I was trying to explain this earlier on where in Rima that you know you look at the race thing in this country and everything systemic racism and I'm I'm being oppressed and it's so often it's so unrelenting that you know people either I thought I think start to glaze over in their eyes when when this stuff comes up or maybe it's actually making them bitter and resentful and you're actually creating racists. I think the same thing is going on with the bathroom thing and the transgendered trip, okay? I think a lot of people who ordinarily wouldn't give a crap how you want to live your life, me being one of them, and also being somebody who did support same-sex marriage, you know, in in that legal battle. But man, I'm just every everything is a transgendered issue now, and everything is about bathrooms and how you identify and pronouns. And I'm just, you know, I'm gayed out. I'm just trannied out. I'm done. I, I, I'm a, like I said, I'm a guy that normally supports a lot of the, some of these issues, the more classic issues facing that community. And now I just don't give a crap anymore. I'm just, I'm done, man. I'm done. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm sick of the the bathroom. If, if, oh my God, if your identity is defined by where you pee, okay, I'm sorry, you've got some issues. If your self worth and self value is determined by your freaking pronoun, okay, you've got issues. Sorry, I didn't mean to accidentally imitate Joe Biden there. You've got issues. My God, this kid has been fighting. He's in his she shim. It's in its twenties now, but fighting the damn bathroom battle long after the he got out of high school. Man, he's I mean, my God. Here's Albert. Albert, how you doing? I'm doing well today. How you doing today? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? So. We're- we're fighting this whole thing with the trans, not fighting, but, you know, we're having to just take it in stride with the whole transgenderism thing and the whole 
gay and everything's in our face. It's Pride Month, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like we're also dealing with this somewhat at a racial level. People aren't really racist, but they're getting really tough. Right. And say, okay, we're, we're at $2.7 billion of the damage, and everything is okay because it's committed by people who are supporting people who are, quote, subjected to... Oh, you're talking about all the damage and uh, all the folks that were rioting last summer and nothing's really happening and they're being let out or not charged. And... Well, what, yeah, what I'm, what I'm saying is that conservatives are, are and people who are, are libertarian are having to take everything and just stomach it and not having to say anything. And they expect us to not have any sort of outflow or anything. Well, I... Just... just I got to take a break. I, I think what's going to happen, I think you're going to see a re- I think they're really, really underestimating the backlash they're going to face uh, during the midterms with, with a lot of this stuff. It's just too much, man. It's, it's every single stinking day, man. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to Newstalk 550 KTSA at FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? I like to watch Kimberly and Esteban. I watch Kimberly and Esteban when I'm on the air. I can't hear what they're saying, but I watch Kimberly and Esteban. We can have the caption turned on? I look at the caption and see what they're talking about. Oh, I, no. Well, no, I don't know. That. No, that'll, that'll be distracting. Long as I can see the little thing at the bottom of the screen there. The Chiron. At knee level there with both of them where they're, you know, they can see what they're talking about. And it's it's pretty, you know, I can pretty usually figure out what they're talking about, you know. Like they were just doing something on relations, healthy relationships. To have a healthy relationship, be boring together. My wife and I got that one down, Pat. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Well, you do more than your part on that one. I can be a little dull on occasion. Yeah, it's true. We, I mean, well, the, see, it's just her and I this week because the, 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 the stepkids are away with their dad for the week, so we're just hanging out, her and I, watching the Hallmark Channel and uh, watching some more Hallmark Channel. So, so was the fishing trip her suggestion? <laughs> I think it might have been because she can't, she can't be on a boat. She gets sick. So I went off fishing. Well, I was gone most of the day. But, I mean, we, but, you know, it's true. You really do have to know how to be boring together, you know, because I've been in relationships where you, you, can't, you know, you, you're just constantly on the go. You don't want to be boring. You don't want to take a minute to s- slow down. You're always hungover. You're always drunk. You're always hungover. You're always drunk. You're always hungover. And those relationships aren't very healthy. <laughs> and ex- they get exhausting after a while. But you got it. Well, I think the point is that you have to be able to like sit in a room together and not have to do anything. And let me tell you, people, you guys may not believe me about this, but when I say this, but one of my absolute most favorite things to do is nothing. Man, I love I love doing nothing. I, I like doing nothing. I'm really good at it, doing nothing. You know, and I think my my wife said she's had a bad back for a couple of weeks. She's been out of work for a few weeks because of her back. And my wife really isn't used to doing nothing. She She's not really somebody who likes to just do nothing. You know what I mean? And I like to do nothing in abundance. So I don't know that we're learning to be boring together 
as my wife is learning because of her back pain how to embrace doing nothing with me because most of the time I'm not doing anything. Does that make sense? In fact, the older I get, Chris, Don, the older I get, the more I really, truly enjoy napping and doing nothing. Napping and nothing, nothing and napping. Those are good things to do. I like to have a little action every now and again, like I went fishing, you know, on uh, on Saturday. Right. But I'm not really into going, to the, going out at night a whole lot anymore, you know. We went to Jim's Diner on Sunday, and I got the chicken fried steak with the eggs, and that was good. I had some jello for dessert. I had a little jello for dessert. You know, I got a little crazy. Usually I get the white toast, and on Sunday I got the flaky biscuits. Ooh. But, you know, the biscuits were so flaky, I couldn't. They didn't hold together, and I couldn't dip them in my yolk. <laughs> so the biscuits kept their soul flavor. Good, Jim, if you're out there, they're good biscuits, but they, you know, they don't really hold together really well, and I like to slop that stuff together. So that was the other exciting thing I did. Went to Jim's Diner for the first time in a year and a half. Well, you're Got me some chicken fried steak and eggs. You need to calm down, Mr. Fulbright. I better pull back the reins. I'm getting a little loosey-goosey there. You're going to break a hip or something? You still have a lot of the year left, mister. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Circle K twice yesterday. Well, you better skip it today. I'm becoming such a stinking old man. I'm just an old fart. An old fart who hates everything. Except napping and doing nothing. It was John's weekend. Well, I went fishing and then I took a nap. And then I took a nap. A long nap. You've become your grandfather. Congratulations. Oh, God. It happens to all of us at some point. I just didn't think it would happen before 60. You know what I mean? Right. That's my excuse whenever I want to take a nap. She's right. like, you want to take a nap? I'm like, I have five grandkids. <laughs> I've earned a I've damn nap. Earned a half hour of shut eye. My Thank ass is much. tired. Yeah. Okay, I got five. What you say? Five. Five grandkids. I got five grandkids. My ass is tired. I'm gonna take me a nap. I don't have an excuse. All the kids are in their twenties at this point, man. I just want to take a nap because I'm lazy. Two one zero five nine nine. I just went to the Circle K. I'm exhausted. I'm I need exhausted. a nap ooh, 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 ooh. and a heating pad. A nap and a heating pad. I just walked into the living room. I think it's going to be the name. name of... <laughs> That's going to be the name of my next book of poems. Na- a nap and a heating pad. I bent over to put the toilet seat back down like you're always screaming at me about. <laughs> I think I hyperextended something. You know, I don't know about this Billie Eilish. I think she needs some therapy or something. She's so sullen. All right. Um, <laughs> Why is she always so sullen? Where are my prunes? 210599. Maybe if she went to a good old-fashioned taffy pulling, she'd feel much a good old-fashioned taffy pulling. Do some spin art. Live a little. <laughs> Don't be so sullen. 210599. Let's take a little break. We'll be right back for another wacky hour of fun uh, on the Sean Show. And uh, we'll take some more calls and uh, probably talk about racism and transgenderism at some point. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. We will send Joe Biden and the fake news media. There's a lot of people back there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. 
Do you miss me? They miss me. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The Trump has landed, man. The Trump is out and about. He was in Ohio. Oh, it's Sean, uh, 210 You know, it, it, when's he going to the border, too? He's going to the border, I think, t- t- tomorrow, maybe? T- Tuesday or Wednesday. He's hooking up with Greg Abbott to actually visit the border. And, you know, last week arguably was a disaster for Joe Biden. It, it really was bad. I mean, first you had that really weird press speech thingy, whatever he did, where he's talking about uh, uh, the guns and the violence. And if you want to go up against the American government, you better have a nuke and some F-15s. I mean, he looked like he was snorting codeine. I mean, he just was really out of it. And then the next day, he does the weird crap with the infrastructure bill where he's doing that whisper thing, you know, which was just creepy. I just, you know, I didn't even understand what the hell was going on there. It's not a secret. Yeah. And the week wraps up with the announcement that he's, uh, well, he's bombing Syria again. You know, he, yeah, Trump uh, didn't ask for congressional approval, but neither does Joe. He's just bombing the crap out of Syria, I think, right now, isn't he? I think he is. That's how, that's how on top of Joe Biden I am right now. And it wraps up with, you know, his wife, Jill, is going to be at the Olympic planning thingy. She's actually taking on presidential responsibilities at this point. Because I guess he just can't handle it. And and then you go to Ohio, and there's Trump, man. And he's Trump. He's just Trump. Comes out throwing MAGA hats into the crowd. People are going nuts. Do you find yourself, I mean, we're only, we're, we're not even a year out. Are we? Is it a year out from the uh, end of the Trump administration? Do you find yourself already feeling nostalgic? Like, you know, prior to the pandemic, weren't the Trump years just freaking great? They were. For eight years prior to Trump, you had a guy who, kind of like Joe and kind of like the rest of them now, you know, oh, America sucks and you didn't build that. Come down off your high horse. Oh, we gotta, we gotta stop being so arrogant, become a part of the global community, blah, blah, stinking blah. Oh, we're so racist. You know, and as I say all the time, they really thought Hillary was gonna be the next one. Yes, they really thought Hillary was gonna win. And out of the blue, man, out of the chaos of the universe comes Donald freaking Trump. <laughs> yeah. Worst day you're stinking life, you vodka head. And, you know, I, and I, we were early on the Trump train, you know, because I was like, you know, listen to what he's saying. Because at first I'm like, I, I remember thinking, Trump, oh, come on, man. But then I started listening to what he was saying. And what he was saying is it's time to be great again. We're getting shoved around in all our international deals. We're just doling out the money for no reason to these other countries. The, 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 the Iran deal was horrible. The, the, uh, uh, the the climate accord was horrible. Got to do got to shore up the border, man. If you don't have a border, you don't have a country. I love America. America is great. Hugging on the flag. Remember that. Then I remember thinking to myself, well, he's gonna he's he's tapping into something 
that, uh, you know, is a sleeping monster. And it really turned out to be that. And it was this idea that America is exceptional, that we're a great country. You know why? Because we are, we are, we are, we are a great country. We are exceptional. There's no other damn country on planet Earth like the United States of America. And Trump tapped into that because Trump believes it himself. But Trump rolls into office, and he's not talking down to the American people. He's talking to the American people. What can I do for you? I'm here to do your work. I'm here to bring opportunity to your neighborhood. I'm here to uh, uh, get more businesses to bring their operations back home. I'm here to tighten up that damn border. I'm here to fight crime. I'm here to make America great again. And, the, and we fell in love with him. And I won't even take a paycheck for it. And I won't even take a stinking paycheck, man. So I think back in those years, remember the economy? I mean, not a lot of complex moves and choices. Just strip back some of the arbitrary regulations on business. Cut taxes. Suddenly the African-American community uh, that people can't shut up about now is so oppressed. And the Hispanic community, they're doing great. Democrats were terrified because they, God, the black people, those black people are going to vote for Trump. Those Hispanic types, they're going to vote for Trump. He really rocked their world, man. That's why they had to cheat to get Joe Biden in there. Because, man, he, he's a he's a mannequin, man. Uh, you know, he's, he's either a, one day he's a weirdo, the next day he's a mannequin. Some days he's a weird mannequin, you know. And the energy level, they're not that far apart in age. The energy level, after that disaster of a week for Joe Biden, where he really looked like he was just drinking NyQuil with a straw, out comes Donald Trump just being Donald Trump. I'm telling you, he needs to be out there and about because the midterms, I think that's going to make all the difference in the world. Because I think people are getting sick and tired of a lot of this extremist crap with the 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 uh, the woke stuff and the race stuff, the border person who's supposed to be taking care of it is more concerned about, you know, uh, finishing your savings and, you know, not being criticized and all that crap. I think uh, it really, to use Obama's words, I think the, it, this keeps up. I think the uh, midterms are going to be, to use Obama's term, uh, shellacking. I, I really think it is because people are sick of it. And you keep Trump out there. Trump knows. One, one thing Trump knows that I learned, and maybe this was uh, either as a businessman through his wheeling and dealing or as a TV guy, but, man, he knows timing. He understands the power of timing, when to show up, when to start uh, putting the message out there. And a lot of folks, man, are just, they're at the breaking point with this crap that's going on right now. And yeah, so seeing Trump, it was in Ohio, uh, man, I was, I was nostalgic. He's only been out of office a little while, but I was nostalgic. Man, he, what a great time that was in America. First president that really took on a corrupt press to their faces. Trump said to the news media what you and I want to say to the news media, except he's a president and he just said it. And he's right. Look at him there. Look at him there. They love him that I'm back. They miss me. Well, of course, every time they, they, they still talk about Trump. But Trump ain't there, so their, their ratings, their numbers are in the toilet, man. Bouncing off the bowl there. Somebody do a courtesy flush. You know, seriously. 
So, you know, I, I just, man, what a dynamo he is. And uh, <laughs> you could not see a more stark contrast between, yeah, look at him over there, there the fake news. Ah, they love me. Did you miss me? Let's make America great again, too. Listen, man. I need a nap. I think I just went to the bathroom in my pants. Okay, champ. <laughs> it's so depressing, you know what I mean? So good on Trump. Uh, I think we'll be seeing more and more of him, uh, which I think overall is good for, quote-unquote, the movement. And the movement is, man, get these people out of office come the midterms. Holy crap. If we don't, the whole the whole farm's going up, man. The whole shebang. They, they really are, they just want to take the whole damn thing over. The we, the, the for the people act? For the people. What a joke. Pretty much rob every single stinking American of their vote. For the people. Blech. Look at this. Millions of people coming over the border and Kamala's in El Paso for a little while. Shares a few jokes with some ICE people and takes off. Uh, in other words, they don't care. The, the, again, you look at the border issue alone, it's a disaster. And they're allowing it to happen. They want it to happen. They facilitated this happening. And they want it because they're, they're going to try to cheat the next election as well. So what do you do? You, you change the political dynamic of states like Texas by bringing in a lot of illegals. So you want to vote? Sure. Want some free health care? Sure. So, you know, they're about it, and they want to cheat again, and they want to codify the cheat. They want to federalize the cheat. And I, the, the only thing I'm I, that is a little up in the air for me right now is we've been talking about how Joe Biden really needs to make it to the midterms. I don't think he's going to make it to the midterms, man. He, he is in decline. He is on the slide. He gets worse every week. And I, if, if you think I'm just being a hack, you call me up and tell me. But every week that guy is worse. So, yeah, God bless Donald Trump for showing up on the scene again. We need you, baby. <laughs> we need the energy. We need the positivism. We need the patriotism. Uh, because things are sucking really bad right now. Am I wrong? 210-599-5555. Here's Richard. Richard, how you doing? Hey, pretty good for Monday, John. <laughs> hey, uh, I've been a Trumpite since uh, the Iowa State Fair in 15, his first real big speech. Deal. Wow. And still, still a Trumpite. Probably die Trumpite. <laughs> well, he really, you know, was the guy. He was the right guy at the right moment. You know? We need him. You yep. have, you're 100% on that one, baby. We need him. Now, I, just a moment, a personal privilege. Thank you, Sean, for being on the air, and thank most of your callers. I live out on the family farm. I see my wife, my two kids, my two grandkids, the feed store, the liquor store, <laughs> the gas station, and that's my life. Right. You know? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> I love I love, I love, love hearing your calls, most of them. And, uh, <laughs> And you, 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 you energize me for the day. I'm glad I could do it, man. Thank you so much, brother. I got to run. Thank you, sir. 210-599-5555. Let's take a break. It's Sean on New Song 550 KTSA.
Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, 22 minutes after 10 on the Sean Show. Uh, a cultural item here, something that's getting a lot of buzz. And we're talking about this on Where in Rima. It's uh, on A&E. They're doing a two-night documentary of KISS. The, the band, KISS. It's called KISS Story. Get it? <laughs> KISS Story. <laughs> that's so clever. Somebody makes a lot more money than I do came up with that. Let's call it history, like history. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I posted it on my uh, on my wall uh, on Facebook, and uh, a couple of people responded who watched it. My buddy Ken said I watched it last night. I would have liked to have had Ace and Peter more involved in it instead of old recordings of them talking about the band. But this is Paul and Jane's show, and they aren't going to let that happen. Controlling the narrative, blah, blah, blah. Because really, it, it kissed for the past, I don't know, 30, 40 year, 30 years. How old am I? Uh, has really been about Gene and Paul. You know, really? It really has. Especially Gene. Gene had a stupid, you know, a stupid reality show for a while there, you know. And it, I'm sorry. It's not all that interesting watching Gene Simmons interact with his children. It's just not. I'm Gene Simmons, and I take myself way too seriously. And then there's Paul Stanley. Excellent singing voice. Uh, I want to get that record he put out. Didn't he put out like a blues record or something like a few weeks, uh, months ago? I'd like to hear that. But I don't want to hear Paul Stanley in an interview. You know, I first met Gene in the Bronx. And we've known each other ever since. And Gene's made me a lot of money. That's right. I have made Paul a lot of money. And then they always got to talk crap about Ace and Peter, you know. It's like, oh, stop, man, you know. Peter Frampton looks like hell, but not Peter Frampton, uh, Peter Chris. Peter Chris. Peter Chris, the drummer. Ace Freely looks like hell. He looks like an ashtray that hasn't been dumped in six months. But you know what? That guy can play some guitar. One of the most underrated, undervalued guitar players Peter Chris sang Beth, okay? So I, I don't know if I can handle it, just Gene and Paul talking about Gene and Paul, you know, and how, because they, they do, they talk crap about every other band member, every interview they do. Well, then we had this other guy, and he was into drugs. Really? A rock and roll guy into drugs? <laughs> Who'd have thunk? What gave it away? Well, how shocking, man. And then this other guy was into cocaine. Wow, didn't see that coming. You know, I mean, I. Like I, I told you guys, I saw I went to I saw them in concert after they had. It was in the late '90s, and they put the makeup back. Thank you, Jesus! They put the makeup back on for a little while, and I saw them on that tour. So I was glad I got to see them with the stinking makeup on. When they took the makeup off, I had no desire to listen to them. You know, I I, I liked Kiss when I was you know twelve. When I <laughs> you know when I was thirteen, I thought they were great. But you know, I was freaking thirteen, man. I was 12, 12 and 13 when I was a member of the Kiss Army. Struther, you know, and I, I, I'm not going to listen to that crap now. You know, I, mean, like, I don't think it's all that great now. I, I tried to listen to a, a, a couple of Love Gun the other day or a couple of months ago. And I'm like, this, this album sucks, man. This is, 
they were really. You see, when I look back at Kiss, I also thought they were a, a, a band for little for kids. Right. Not little kids, but like like twelve and thirteen year olds, teenage boys, teenage boys, mm-hmm. who thought the whole makeup thing was cool. They did that stupid TV movie, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, of the Park or whatever, with Anthony Zerb. Remember that? You know, oh, fascinating. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah, I waited a week to watch that though, because at the time I thought it was great. But you know, I I don't. People who, like, in their 40s and 50s continue to listen to Kiss, I'm always a little suspect of. I just am, you know what I mean? And not not, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's like a 40-year-old playing with Lego blocks, you know? It's like, (laughs) don't you grow up, man? I was just listening to them last week. Don't you grow up, Don? (laughs) I mean, I just can't, I can't, I love them back then, and maybe for nostalgia's sake, I'd listen to them here and there. But you know, I, I'm not going to put on Love Gun anytime soon in, in, the, in the rolling CD player and cart my Caucasian ass down Bandera Road playing that crap. I'm just saying. I had Vicente on last night when I was uh, getting my Jaliscos. But I, I'm just uh, and Selena. But no, I'm just saying. I'm not getting racial. I'm just saying. I Kiss was fascinating to me when I was a kid, but I've never found that music all that great. Once you know. I grew up and <laughs> well for me that the simplicity of it all was what I appreciated about it because they weren't trying to change the world no they weren't trying to they create, weren't pink floyd either you know, and they weren't trying you know after Sgt. pepper came along every band tried to do that right here's a band kiss the new york dolls my god do i love them they didn't care this song is they called just, Love Gun. They you just know, came yeah. out and sang about the most ridiculous stuff and had a great time, and we all had fun partying with them. When so. we still had zits. That, when I still had <laughs> acne, I liked Kiss, okay? God of thunder and rock and roll. Oh, uh, 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 uh. The spell you're under. Will slowly rob you of your virgin soul. You know, I mean, that's, you know, yeah, when I was 13, that was cool stuff, but, well, you know. Scary. Doesn't say much to me now. It's foreboding. <laughs> Chris is looking at me like I've been saved. I was driving along with my dog. Oh, what is this? Who Who is it? What is it? Adam? Sorry, I didn't mean to Sean, cut you off, but you Adam's upset with me. Sean, you know, I've realized one thing listening to you for so long. You have the worst taste in music. Oh, now. What, because I don't like you Kiss? Know, up, well, you said Kiss. You said ACDC. You said other bands. I don't like, I don't like that kind of crappy music. I don't like ACDC. I don't like Kiss. No, he wants to be because depressed. I yeah, like depressing you're music. Seattle, you're an underground Seattle liberal. I am not an underground liberal because I don't like Love Gun. All right? <laughs> Or lick it up. You know, I mean, come on, man. Makes me a closet liberal. See how you are. So you want it lib it up. <laughs> no, now it'd be swiffer it up. Um, 210 Get that crap off my floor. 210 do I does my mus- do my musical taste suck? Uh, taking your calls when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Well, turn it up, Chris. Come on, turn it up. Turn it up.
I really love you, baby. I love the way what you got. What you got. Let's get together. We can get hot. No more tomorrows, baby. Time is today. New Stock 550 KTSA. Okay. <laughs> is that a love gun? News Talk 550 KTSA. We're talking about Kiss and Kiffery. I'm Paul Stanley of the rock group Kiff. This is Gene. Hello, I'm Gene. I like how you're sitting along, but then you ask what it was. Because <laughs> I remember all Because I, when I was 12, yeah, I listened to this crap all the time. You know, but now I'm grown adult. My taste have changed a little bit. That's all. Listen to Pappy music. No, I, li- I like a little Hayes Carl. Little Ray Hubbard, little Vicente, little Selena. I felt bad. I actually had Vicente on in the uh, in the car yesterday when I went to Jalisco's. I, I turned it off because I felt it might come off as insulting. Might be culturally appropriating. Something. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. I'm ordering my shrimps rancheros. Two one six. Chris is two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You know, you were trying to get a discount. <laughs> I was. Look, I'm a white guy listening to Vicente and ordering shrimps rancheros. Can I get some extra pico? There's a big old tip in it for you. A big old tip. That's an account for a 10% discount, don't you think? (laughs) Right. All right, here I am angling for a bigger tip, and I should be angling for a bigger discount. What am I doing? 210-599-5555. Love gun. Love gun. Boy, back when the words meant something. What? Pistola amor. Pistola amor, pistola amor. See, if they recorded a Spanish version, Sean would like it. <laughs> I, I can't know any Spanish, so I can't even continue the joke. Beth, I hear you calling, <laughs> but I can't come home right now. Me and the boys will be playing, and we just can't find the sound. The sound. The sound. Two one zero five nine. Can't believe I've done thirty minutes on Kiss, man. <laughs> uh, what, what the hell was I going to talk about here? Now I don't even know. Oh, the, the tranny kid can use whatever bathroom he wants. There you go. Okay, Supreme Court won't hear it. <laughs> That's the big news of the day. He can pee wherever he wants to. You know, I, I just I don't. God, man. I'm so sick of it all. Yeah, that's a big set. The Supreme Court's not going to hear the, the 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 case of this kid from Virginia. Ding 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 it's, Gene says it's a boy, but I say it's a girl. Um, so he's been fighting since high school because he tra- he became a dude, right? He was a fat chick. Now he's a fat dude. And he wanted to be able to pee with the boys. And originally the school let him do it, but then they stopped. No, you can't do that because it's, well, it's weird. Makes everybody else uncomfortable. And so then the ACLU got involved. And the lower court supported his claim that they were he was being discriminated against, or she, shim, it, this sentient being, 
in Virginia. Uh, and that, that lower court's decision stands, and uh, the Supreme Court's not going to hear it. So we have a, a person out there who's been fighting since they were in high school to, you know, pee where they want to pee. Dude's name is Gavin Grimm, only it's a chick, man. Uh, when, when, when he learned or she learned that uh, the, the Supreme Court wasn't going to hear the case... I am glad that my years-long fight to have my school see me for who I am is over. You're out of school. You're not there anymore. Being forced to use the nurse's room, a private bathroom, and the girl's room was humiliating to me. And having to go to out-of-the-way bathrooms severely interfered with my education. Oh, shut up. It did not. You not doing your stinking homework is what hindered your education, I bet you. I'm just, I'm, again, if, if you know... Oh, there's a press conference going on with Ron DeSantis out of Florida. Let's see if we can take a listen to that. Let's go ahead and listen. We're here to help. I think the people of Florida want to understand how could this happen, uh, and then what could we do um, to uh, to make sure it doesn't happen again. And so we'll be working on that uh, for the long term. But in the interim, thank you for everybody who's going through that rubble. Thank you for being on the front lines for us. Um, your work is um, very, very important, and it's been very, very selfless. Thank you, Governor. And now Lieutenant Governor Janet Nunes. Thank you. Good morning. I'll reiterate what the governor said in Spanish. Governor Ron DeSantis giving his thanking basically the folks who are still about the business of trying to find folks under the rubble. Uh, on uh, News Talk 550 KTS, we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll talk to Steve. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. It's been a wacky little show. They're still having a press conference going on in uh, uh, in Florida, but uh, it's mostly just about, you know, uh, continuing efforts sur- uh, in the search and uh, rescue. Although, you know, with each passing day, the... the Sad reality is that you're probably not going to find too many more people. But let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I wanted to talk about the uh, the Twitter battle with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, little AOC the Congress. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, Republican. I listen to the vile, hateful, angry, mean-spirited things that Democrats say about everyone who disagrees with them. And the Republicans are just so bad at this. I love Marjorie Taylor Greene because she believes, just like Donald Trump, in the truth, in truth and facts. That's what she deals in, reality. She should have immediately fired back, uh, you know, something to the effect of, secondly, you have a bigger mouth. (laughs) Or she could have come back and said, so not denying your economy then, question mark. Democrats are so easy and yet Republicans just, they just can't figure it well, out. I, except I for Donald it. Trump, you know, but I guess I don't really know if I see him as a uh, as a pure Republican, but you're right. Uh, you know, I, it's kind of a fine line, though, I think, between being a jerk back to him or throwing it back at him and and throwing it back at him in such a way that you end up looking, looking like a jerk. So I, I think that's where the hesitancy comes from. 
Because you also got to be careful about that sort of thing because it can come back and bite you on the ass. Um, I think uh, I think Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Oh yeah, and I hope that Marjorie Taylor Greene and others will follow suit. You got to fire. You got to fire back. You got. You have to fire back. But you got to do it smartly. Time. And I think I think Ron DeSantis is smart like that in how well, he comes I back. AOC, I think you got to fire back with the truth. And the truth is, AOC did not deny she's a commie, <laughs> and she definitely has a bigger mouth. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate the call, Steve. As, as usual, yeah. you know. I the thing about I, AOC, the thing about Democrats in general, and certainly AOC. She should have been over when it was discovered she was faking those photographs at the at the border. Remember that a few years back, where she's calling them death camps, concentration camps, and so she releases these pictures of her down by a chain link fence, and she's bawling her eyes out, and she looks all pissed off, righteously pissed off. And then other shots start showing up, and it's an it's like what was it, Chris? Like an empty Walmart parking lot somewhere. And she's got her own photographer there on the ground, shooting up and getting these really you know intense pictures. So it was all fake. That really should have done her in, but it it's really hard to do in a Democrat these days. It's really, I mean, it is Hunter Biden, Eric Swalwell, Eric Swalwell. Is having sex with a damn Chinese spy. You know, and, and they just keep continue on. You know, uh, you know, look, Hillary Clinton lied about stuff, uh, as far as her, 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 uh, remember the flyover? She said she was, uh, where, where the hell was that? I'm trying to remember where that was. Oh, in the Baltics, uh, when she was, uh, said her helicopter was shot at, and it wasn't. Uh, Joe Biden's been lying his ass off since he got into office, and nobody cares. He lied. He was lying the other day when he said that there was restrictions on the Second Amendment. That's a lie. Nobody cares. So, you know, as far as throwing it back at him, I think Donald Trump did it expertly because Donald Trump is naturally feisty, and he's a fighter, and doesn't like to be uh, shoved around. And he'll, he'll, he, he was the first, really, that just slung it back at him. Well, that's the thing. It was him defending himself that made him a bully. Right. And yet every From time it was just him giving it back. That's it. His tweets were so mean. Oh, shut up. Sit down and shut up. They were mean, and yet they were a response. They were always a response. Always a response. But you can lie. You can make an ass out of yourself. You can fake photographs showing you how upset you are at the border and all this stuff, and it just doesn't matter. AOC, you know, I mean, uh, Trey said this once on Wearing Rima, and it just sent a chill down my spine. That you know, AOC might be president someday. If things go badly, AOC could end up being the president someday. And you know, that sends a real chill down my spine because you know what? She is a communist, but she's also a moron. She's a moronic communist. And there's nothing. There would be nothing worse for this country than to have a moronic communist. In the Oval Office. Moronumist. A moronumist. Love gun. Love gun. 
You're welcome. <laughs> so anyway, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. The midterms are very, very important, obviously. And I think that's why you're starting to see Donald Trump show up more, which is good. You know, people need to remember. I, I, again, it, it, he hasn't been out of office that long, but I'm already nostalgic for Donald Trump. He was so much fun. <laughs> I mean, apart from being, in my opinion, one of the most effective presidents this country has ever had, God, the guy was fun. He just said it like it is. He came out in Ohio over the weekend, and he's tossing MAGA hats out to the crowd, and people were cheering. I still got dudes in my neighborhood that run around with the American flag and a Trump flag hanging off the back of their trucks. So, you know, I I think Trump uh, makes all the difference in the world to a certain extent come the midterms. Well, two things at play. Donald Trump and that enthusiasm combined with the radical agenda of the left, which I think most people are truly, honestly getting sick of. Just getting sick of it. Whether it's the woke stuff or it's the race stuff, it's a safe space to pee stuff, it's an open border, blaming it on climate change and racism for crying out loud. But you know he's going to have an effect because most of them refuse to even say his name. <laughs> right. The last guy. The last guy. He terrifies him, man. All right, that's the show. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins up next. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. See you tomorrow. Bye.